0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: I praise the Lord. Thanks. My name is Pastor Evangelist Deborah Tate. I'm with Royal Diadem Internet Ministry, and you're listening to a time of encouraging words here on Blog Talk Radio. And I've been absent last week because I was in the hospital, but right now we're getting ready to go into Exodus chapter 3. Keep it locked right here on the Crown Gym of Cleveland, Ohio. The name of our topic again is, Who is the Lord that I should obey His voice? Selah.
0: Why, the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said,
2: Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob.
0: And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God.
2: And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. Come now therefore, Ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God,
0: Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them?
2: And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together, and say unto them, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt unto the land of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Parasites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. And they shall hearken to thy voice, and thou shalt come. Thou and the elders of Israel unto the king of Egypt, and ye shall say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews hath met with us, and now let us go, we beseech thee, three days' journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. And I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go, no, not by a mighty hand. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall come to pass that when ye go, ye shall not go empty. But every woman shall borrow of her neighbor, and of her that sojourneth in her house jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And ye shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters, and ye shall spoil the Egyptians.
1: May the Lord add a blessing to the readers and the hearers and especially the doers of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, my name is Pastor Evangelist Deborah Tate. I'm with Royal Diadem Internet Ministry. And last week I missed a broadcast because I was in the hospital and I truly, surely had a and saw a miracle. I truly, surely had and saw and received a miracle. I had to be rushed to two hospitals, and both of them said I needed surgery. And Pastor Register prayed with me from 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock that morning while I was in the hospital. They had prepped me. I went four days without eating. Um, They had stopped giving me water in preparation for them to go into my liver. I had a swollen pancreas. I had a swollen gallbladder. Kidneys had, was, had shut down. I had lost some of the percentage of my kidneys. My kidneys are back to normal. And overnight, God healed my body. God healed my body. And to me, that is an encouraging word. Our series for the month of February, and we're going to continue this because God has not released me from teaching this. And the name of our series is called, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? We're talking about God coming as a flame in a burning bush. He's an angel, but yet he's God. And he's speaking to Moses. And if we turn our Bibles to Exodus chapter 3, verse 11 through 14, coming out of the King James Version, and we're going to place emphasis on the word who. The word of God says this, and shall say unto them, the God of your father says, sent me unto you. They shall say to me, what is his name? And what shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. I am that I am. That is what you're going to say to them. I am that I am has sent me unto you. In Exodus chapter 5, verses 1 through 2, coming out of the King James Version, the word of God says this, And afterwards Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Now let's turn to Exodus chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, coming out of the King James Version. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shall I see what I will do to Pharaoh? For with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. He's letting Moses know who he is. Verse 3, and I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But my name, Jehovah, was not known to them. Now, if we go to our strong concordance, we'll find out in H, that's Hebrew, H3068, Hebrew, Jehovah means the self-existence or eternal one. Jehovah is also a Jewish name of God. Now I'm going to tell you a little bit about the story. And the name of our topic is, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? And we're going to be talking about who. The Bible tells us that one day while Moses was taking care of his father in laws sheep and goat, who was also a priest in Midian, Moses had seen a strange sight. Moses had led his father-in-law's flock across the desert and suddenly came to Sinai, known as the Holy Mountain. It was there that the angel of the Lord happened to appear to him, but appeared to him as a flame coming from within the middle of a bush. Now the bush appeared to be burning, but it was not consumed or destroyed. And I bet you Moses was thinking to himself, this is definitely out of the ordinary and unexpected and quite slightly odd, even a bit weird, a bush on fire yet not consumed. Therefore, Moses decides to take a closer look at this unusual and strange bush that is on fire, yet not consumed. When Moses gets closer to the bush, someone calls out to him from within the middle of the bush, where it is on fire at. Moses! Moses! Moses answers, Here I am! The bush knows who Moses is, because the bush is calling out Moses' name. However, Moses doesn't know who is in the bush or how that person in the middle of the bush came to know his name. It is God who is calling Moses. But Moses does not know this. Therefore, Moses tries to get a little closer to the bush because not only is the bush on fire and is not consumed, but the bush knows who he is and is calling Moses by name. However, As Moses is getting closer to the bush, God calls out from within the bush and says, Do not come any closer. Take off your sandals. Take off your shoes because you are on holy ground. It is at this point that God starts explaining to Moses who he is and how he relates to Moses and why he is calling Moses. Exodus chapter 3 verse 6 coming out of the King James Version. The word of God says this. Moreover, he says, I am the God of thy fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. Moses now knows who this is that is talking to him within the middle of the bush that is on fire, but yet not consumed because he has heard about this God from others when he used to live in Egypt. In addition, because of what he has heard from others about who God is, he is now fearful, where before he boldly went up to the bush that was on fire, but not consumed. Moses is now trembling with fear. Moses does not want to see God or look upon him or his face. It was at this point that God informs Moses that he had seen how cruelly his people had been treated in Egypt and that he had heard their outcry to be delivered and rescued from the slave drivers in Egypt. Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 through 8, coming out of the King James Version. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reasons of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. Verse 8. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large land, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the the Prezuzites, and the Hittites, and the Jezbusites. A lot of ites. God tells Moses that he knows about their suffering, that he has seen it. Therefore, God is letting Moses know that he himself has come down to rescue them out of the hands of the Egyptian. In addition, God let Moses know that he is not only going to set them free, but God has some property. God has some land that is going to be theirs, and God is going to take them to that place of their own. God goes on to describe the land to Moses. It's a land that he, that he is going to give Israel is fertile. It is spacious. It's a rich land, a land of milk and honey. And then God gives Moses the bad news, and that is this. The land that they inherit is not something that he's just going to give. You see, in the English, we look at the word inherit and we think it's something that somebody gives us. But in the Bible, in the Hebrew, in the strong concordance, inherit means a land or something that you're going to have to fight for, something that you're going to have to snatch, something that you're going to have to take, something that you're going to have to war until you possess. So Moses is given some bad news. That once he takes them out of Egyptian bondage, they're going to enter the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Prezuzites, and the Hittites and the Jebusites. They now live in that land. In other words, the children of Israel will have to fight their way in to possess the land. That's what it means to inherit the land. I know a lot of people say, we're going to inherit the land. See, one of the problems with our saints today is that we have been taught that there is no suffering. There is no struggle. That everything is easy, but nothing is easy on this side of the grave. Then Moses gets some more bad news. After God has given him some good news, God is going to send him to Egypt to go get his people out of that deplorable condition. However, we see that Moses has low self-esteem. He feels that he is a nobody. He feels that he's not capable of doing anything. He's not capable of bringing God's people out of Egyptian bondage. He tried it once, it failed. Why should he try again? Exodus chapter 3, verse 11, coming out of the King James Version. And Moses said unto God, Who am I? Again, I'm placing emphasis on who. Who am I? That I should go into Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. How can I go to this king and bring out these people? Then God answers Moses and tells Moses that he will be with Moses in Egypt. God lets Moses know that the children of Israel are to worship him on the mountain that the both of them are on. And that will be their proof, his proof, that God has sent Moses to them. Wow. I'm thinking to myself, Moses has to get those people to come all the way out of Egypt, get them to the mountain in order to prove that God sent him to them. Moses is like most people today. Most people we see on drugs and alcohol. A lot of people or a lot of men and women who are involved in a lot of promiscuous sex or very promiscuous lack confidence. That's why they do the things that they do. That's why they drink. That's why they do drugs. That's why they have a lot of girlfriends or a lot of boyfriends because they lack confidence. And they're trying to find out who they are. And they think that drugs will tell them who they are. They think that having a lot of mama babies will tell them who they are. They think that alcohol will tell them who they are. That violence will tell them who they are. That harassing people on Facebook will tell them who they are. That being argumentative will tell them who they are. That trying to dominate a conversation will tell them who they are. But in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, coming out of the King James version, the word of God says this. And as such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupted by flatteries, but the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Sometimes we think that the things that we do are going to show us who we are. But it's knowing who God is that we are able to know who we are and we are able to do exploits. It wasn't until I totally sold out to God that God put me in a radio ministry. I'm talking about totally sold out. Now, I know some of y'all got sold out as soon as, as you got saved and got filled with the Holy Ghost. But it took me some time. I wasn't easy if, uh, for God to totally get um, uh obedience out of even after I got saved I know some of y'all are but I wasn't it took some time because I did not know who I was and I did not know who God was and is and is to come I knew what people had said of him but it was through time and experience with God that I learned who he is and then I began to have the faith And the fortitude to go forth in the word of God, to preach the word of God, to start up my own radio ministry in spite of what anybody had to say. I did not wait for anybody's approval anymore because I knew who God was and I knew what God expected out of me. And the Bible says this in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. And as such as do wickedly against the covenant, shall he corrupt by flatteries, but the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. I'm getting ready to tell you what exploits mean. Now, if you were listening to me all week before last, before I went into the hospital, I talked about covenant, that God is a covenant making God. The word covenant means to cut. The reason why God is having Moses to go after his people is because he has remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He remembers what he promised Abraham in Genesis chapter 15. So, 400 years later, God is telling Moses, I have not forgotten my covenant. I have not forgotten what I told and promised Abraham. Number one, I promised him that I was going to make a great nation out of his loins. I promised him I was going to give him some land, and I promised him that all nations would be blessed through him. This is what I promised him. This is the covenant. And when I came to him, I came to him as fire, he cut some animals. He laid them across. He had a red hair huffer. He had a ram. He had a turtle dove. He had a dove. He cut them. He fought off the fowls, the birds of prey, from eating up the carcasses. And then I put him in a deep sleep. I walked through the the carcasses and consumed them with a flame. And I made a promises. I made a promises. And I made a covenant with Abraham. And I told Abraham that his People would be foreigners in a strange land for 400 years. 400 years have passed. The timing has come to its conclusion. And now I'm ready to deliver them out of Egyptian bondage. I have, remember, my covenant. And he comes to Moses as fire in a burning bush. When people do evil things, they don't understand that they are breaking a covenant. And when Israel does evil things, they're breaking a covenant. So if a person attacks me, they're breaking a covenant because I have a covenant with God. When you do evil things against Israel, you're breaking a covenant because Israel has a covenant with God. And we were talking about covenants all of February. And I think this translation I'm getting ready to speak here is so appropriate. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, Holtman's Christian Standard Bible says this. With flattery, he will corrupt those who act wickedly towards the covenant. When you act wickedly towards me or a child of God that's been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, that professes Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, there is a covenant. Then you're acting wickedly towards that covenant. When you try to steal Israel's land and try to give it to the Palestinians or whoever, you are acting wickedly towards a covenant that God made with Israel. But the Bible says this, but the people who know their God will be strong and take action. That's what the word exploit means. It means to take action, not just to sit there and let people run all over you and steal that which God has given you, but you will take action. People have to understand that anytime we see people sinning against us, What they are doing is sinning against a covenant that has been established by God with us. That is the bottom line. For example, we notice that everybody, especially those that are here in United States Congress, always wants to give away Israel lands to the Palestinians over there on the Gaza Strip. In their Gentile point of view, and notice I said Gentile point of view, not gentle, but Gentile point of view, They are thinking that this will bring peace. They don't understand about covenant. They don't understand that giving away this covenant piece of land will not bring peace to Israel or the Palestinians in the Gaza area because there is a covenant. God's word is involved in this. As the snow and the rain cometh down from heaven and water the earth and give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, his word shall not return until him void, but it will prosper where he send it. He's done send it to Jerusalem and he has said, that this land is going to belong to Israel, and he has made a covenant. So, when they're going over there doing what they're doing, the reason why they're getting beat up and getting beat down is because there is a covenant between God and Israel concerning the land. I don't understand why God gave Israel that land, I just know that he did. He did. And to try to go against his word, you're fighting against God's word. And a lot of people don't understand that. And the church, I don't know, we're, I guess we're not explaining it right. Hopefully I am. So they don't understand. Congress don't understand. Even the Jewish people over there don't understand. That giving away the land is unscriptural and it's breaking a covenant with God. They can't give away the land. Because God has given them that land. The only way there's going to be peace is when people realize that God has given the Jewish people that land and quit trying to take it from them. Because, like I said, because heaven and earth may pass away, but God's word remaineth forever. And what we find ourselves doing is fighting against the word of God and you ain't going to win. If you're trying to fight against the word of God, you just ain't going to win. These people who are fighting against the word will always find themselves in a situation and circumstances that will give Israel that covenant land irregardless because God has given them his word that they will have. In other words, he's given them his promise and that's what's going on. We're seeing a spiritual battle going on and it's being manifested in the natural realm concerning a covenant concerning God's word that he made with Israel back in Genesis chapter 15 verse 13. And you will always see that God will always establish his word in the earth and what he said he was going to do. He's going to establish it in the earth realm and not even the devil himself can stop what God speaks into the natural realm, especially concerning his covenant. God will come out of eternity into the natural realm to make certain that his word does not return to him void. That is just the bottom line. So when people turn around and try to go against the covenant of God, what they're doing is saying, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? Because his voice is his word and the word is the covenant and the covenant is his word and the covenant and word is his voice. In addition, let me let me include this. When people attack you, what they're doing, they're going against the covenant. That we have made with Jesus because believe it or not, we are in a covenant relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. It's called the new covenant or the new testament. That's what it's called. God wants you to know that you are a sinner and that you're in need of a savior and that acceptance or refusal will determine your destiny. There's a hell you want to shun. There's a heaven you want to seek after. Trust me and believe me. I know what it's like to be out there. I know what it's like to have the Lord lose the Lord by my own choice and then have God to come back into my life. I know what it is to not to understand covenant relationship. I know what it is not to understand my word. I know what it is to struggle in my walk. And I want you to know who Jesus is because I know in my heart and in my mind that if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your life will get better and things will turn around. And God can erase your police record. God can erase Um, your past and he can give you a new past and whatever you've done, he can turn it around and make it new, but you got to give him a chance, not the Illumini, not the Masons, but you got to give God a chance because God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. All we can think or ask is when I totally sold out to Jesus is when my life turned around. Oh yeah, I have my problems. Yes, I'm battling with cancer. Yes, I'm going through this and I'm going through that. But I tell you one thing, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Just ask God to come into your heart. I've been your host. My name is Pastor Evangelist Deborah Tate, and you've been listening to A Time of Encouraging Words here on Blog Talk Radio. And also join me on Live365.com, station at Crown, Gen- Crown Gym, excuse me, weekdays, Monday through Friday from 12 to 1 o'clock a.m. That's Eastern Standard Time. See you when I see you. God bless.